Is it going to rain? I don't think it's supposed to rain. Oh, I, I thought I just heard thunder. <gasps> very, very frightening. Galileo. <laughs> Can't even hit those high notes anymore. All of you podcast. Hey guys. Hey, what's up? You're listening to Oddity Files. We're so happy that you're here. I'm Kitsy Duncan. The podcast. Scratch that. Hi, this is Kitsy's first day here at Oddity Files. Literally. So let's do that again. Hey guys, you're listening to Oddity Files. The The podcast. podcast. I suck again. Um, Yeah, I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Clayton Abbott. And we're so excited you're here listening to me fuck up over and over again. So yay. We are a paranormal podcast that talks about creepy shit we find on the internet. Some, you know, par- we do paranormal in the news. We do um, stories that we try to surprise each other and scare the shit out of each other. We do and- urban legends and UFOlogy and hauntings and exorcisms and cryptids. You know, just all the things that make you think and that are considered paranormal. Just weird shit is pretty much all it boils Basically. down to. Yeah, weird shit that entertains us, and we can only hope that it the will entertain you as well. Has so much, so, <laughs> so much. much. I I can't even just search for like the creepiest story. No, because it's like hundred million pages long. So Clayton and I just finished filming interviews for the upcoming season three. Yes, of Oddity Files, the TV show. Everything's falling together. I had a moment the last day and a half. It was a rough one. I thought we lost season three, episode one, but I think I fixed it. So (laughs) praying to all the good juju out there, please send all the good vibes, kids, so this works out. We need six episodes. (laughs) So if you guys don't know, Oddity Files is, well, Oddity Files started as a TV show. We started out as a hobby a while ago, just investigating spooky places with a bunch of our friends that I think our biggest investigation, it was in the teens. Yeah, literally. And, you know, we picked up a bunch of randoms. Yeah, we did. And Kitsy and I just kind of fell in love with the whole investigative style. And both of us having an interest in in television, we were like, we should just, we should just make this a TV show and like actually put some effort towards this. And, it's actually what Clayton went to school for. <laughs> and now here we are with the podcast as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, because we have all the time and all the all world. But it's all because of you guys. We it seriously thank the, thank the listeners so, so much. And the viewers. And the viewers. <laughs> everyone who has shared our stuff for as long as we've been doing you it. Guys, we have some really diehard fans and we love making new fans. We do love meeting all of you now we get to do that too with this podcast it's so awesome we actually do have a couple live podcasts coming up that we would love to see every single one of you at we'll be um at the jcplin which is a library in greenwood indiana on october 4th at 6 30 if you go to our website oddityfiles.com um, and then you click on upcoming events. I actually put a map on there because I guess there's a I couple did, different yeah. Greenwood libraries. But this one is the JCPLIN 
Library in Greenwood. Also, we're going to get boozy and spooky. Can't wait. At Scarlet Lane in the um, Old South Side location, October 6th at 6 p.m. So stoked about this. I cannot wait for that one. Do you follow them on Instagram? I don't. So they've just released like five new beers, and they're all named after witches. Clever. It's amazing. They are the (laughs) the brewery of horror, the beer of horror. I'm not sure. IPA of horror. It's something to do with horror. That's why they're letting us be there. Also, we've got, oh, we had a new announcement this week. And I did not write the date down on the board that I'm looking at. Not that you guys can see that because this is a podcast. We're going to be at Ace Midwest. One that we were kind of hoping for because we actually gained a lot of new viewers thanks to Ace Comic Con. They had us out in Seattle earlier this year. And, of course, we reached out regarding their Chicago show. They just didn't have a spot for us. But... They actually reached out this, this They past found week. a spot for us, which is amazing with people like Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson and All Tom Holland that, there. And that they're going to give us a little spot on one of their stages. Right. Are you kidding me? Love that. Thank you, guys. Marlene and Alex, thank you so much for that. Also, we've got a couple Galaxy Cons coming up. Yes, we do. Minneapolis, November 8th at 8 p.m. Kind of stoked to head Minneapolis. Me too. I haven't been there in a hot minute. It's going to be in November, so we think it's going to be snowy. Early November? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. And then a couple weeks after that, we'll be at GalaxyCon Louisville. And yes, I know how to say Louisville. You don't say Louisville or Louisville. It's Louisville. And you know how I was taught to say that? Oh. You got to say it like you got a piece of shit in your mouth. Oh. Louisville. What? Eh? They're not wrong. Exactly. So that's November 22nd at 8.30 p.m. Pretty stoked about it. So, yeah, we want to meet you guys. We really, truly do. It's been the last one we did at Indie Comic Con. We yes. actually spent some time with everybody who came in. Yeah. And they had questions for us and stories to tell us. And it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. And and that's one of the main things about these live podcasts that we love doing so much is that afterwards, you know, quite literally, there's a line of people that all just want to share their experiences because everyone has had something happen in their life that they can't explain. That's how you know paranormal is real. Everybody I've ever met has had yeah. some kind of experience. Well, and I think the people that don't just don't want to talk about it and they're scared. <laughs> you know, I'm right. I'm just saying. So, yeah, come on out and see us. Again, It's go to head to oddityfiles.com. Click on the upcoming events link and you can check us out there. Hey, while you're there, check out our merch. We've got some really cool t-shirts. Somebody just recently ordered the Weird is the New Cool t-shirt and posted it in our little private uh, fan group on Facebook. So add yourself to that as well. It's just, it's Oddity Files fan group. Um, And post pictures of you guys in your merch. Those are my favorite. Love it. With the new season that's coming out, we will obviously have some new merch with that as well, but we obviously can't talk about that. We will. But I'm going to give a huge round of applause to Mr. Clayton Abbott. He put together a new opener for the TV show. We do have a new opener. And it's kind of fucking awesome. (laughs) And DJ Jimmy put together a new... It's the same melody. It's fucking awesome. It's I'm the same melody, but just 
a very we're going a different route this season and we yeah. really hope you guys like it. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I watch a lot of murder shows. You guys sure. know me and my true crime obsession. And there's this one show. It's I can't remember what it's called now. Um oh it's You sent it to me. I um, did. It's something about Evil Lives Here. It's Evil Lives Here is what it's called. Okay. And the opening scene is just flashy and grungy and just amazing. And I kept telling Clayton, I'm going to send you, before you put it together, I'm going to send you this opener because Mm -hmm. I love it so much. And I'd love to do something along those vibes. And I just forgot because I'm Alzheimer's years old. And then Clayton shows me the one he put together. And it's (laughs) literally, I mean, the music that DJ Jimmy put together with the visuals that you put together. I'm covered in goosebumps just thinking, I will sit and watch it over and over again. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I love it that much. So thank you guys for that. It's amazing. You guys will have And Braylon, thank you for taking the video. Shout out to Braylon. Shout out to Braylon. Do we know his Instagram handle? We'll put it on our story. So with that, (laughs) we actually have an Instagram story that DJ Jimmy puts together every week with visual aids to the episodes because obviously we know that we are a podcast, so we can only explain things so well and if you know me and you know kitsy sometimes it's not as well as some other people might describe it <laughs> so head on over to instagram at oddity files you'll see all the highlights with the the episode title names below them and they're really fun dj jimmy even puts a timestamp on there and yeah. i feel like we're due a couple wah, wahs in there <laughs> because we've said dj jimmy 500 times already exactly. uh, another shout out not for the t- dinner table, our friends. They're about yes. to release their one-year anniversary episode wow. that we got to be a part of. So I just wanted to shout out and say happy anniversary, Sophie and David. We are so proud of you and so glad that this weird little community online brought us together and we actually got to hang with you in London. So I know. This Still can't insane. wait for it to happen again. Oh, I know. I can't wait. Either. The only thing that has to be different. More drinks earlier <laughs> or less drinks later because... Or maybe pace ourselves. Gosh, I woke up like, oh my God. Oh, that's right. You guys kind of disappeared in the middle of the night. And I'm like, oh, maybe yes. they're asleepy. For bed. Yeah. Oh, I, I was know. like, I'm going to sleep, not telling anyone because they're going to talk me out of it. Oh, they're going to make me time. take another shot. I'm yeah. going to bed. And when I'm drinking, I am all, everything is a great idea. Oh, my God. We totally need to, you guys need to stay up and just hang with us because everything is awesome when I'm drunk. Oh, Mickey. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so Area 51, Storm Area 51 happened last week. Paranormal News. We've been counting down the days. And it's, it's. I was so excited. And then it kind of disappeared for a minute off of everything. And then all of a sudden it came back. All the memes came back with force, like two days before the event. And I'm sitting there. My husband's going to check on a car stuff because he's a car guy and things. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit here in the car and watch this video on at 3 a.m. that they took when they stormed Area 51. It, It was literally, I'm not sure if it's what I expected but it it really couldn't have gone any other way yeah did you watch the video i haven't watched the one that you're talking about so the video i saw it's this youtuber Mm -hmm. and you know he's you know his 
buddies filming him as they're driving down the road. They're oh, completely overdramatic. And oh my God, there's a guard here. And oh my God, are we going to get shot? And at one point it looks at the camera. He's like, I'm really not acting this time. I'm, I'm really worried something's going to happen. So that goes on for a little bit. And they pull up. It's a bunch of other YouTubers, like 30 YouTubers, all videoing themselves. Oh my gosh. And yeah. Exactly how I thought it was going to go. Exactly how I thought it was going to go, too. I, I really thought there would be some weirdos there. Not even weirdos like us weirdos, but like psychotic weirdos right. that would just like try to storm. <laughs> there had to be, I at least imagine two. <laughs> but no, it was a bunch of YouTubers making content. Yeah. At that point, like, okay, maybe not. Yeah. And the guards, as all these, I'm going to call them kids, they were yeah. all different ages. The, the one guy was like my dad's age. Um, and they're all just filming themselves and doing funky poses and selfies. And the guards are just standing there in front of that little blockade going, oh, look at these fucking guys. Yeah, it was magical. <laughs> it was magical. Really quick. Braylon's handle for those of you who don't have Instagram is BR period YL period N underscore. That's that's more hard than yours and Carter's put together. It sounds like. You know when the computer's like, here's the password we suggested for the you. The randomly, <laughs> yeah, the randomly put it's together password. one dollar sign short of like an encrypted thing. <laughs> yeah. Your suggested password is. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I, was I disappointed with Area 51? Were you? No. Thank I was God just happy people showed up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it was, it during the day, I guess it ended up being like a quote unquote festival, which was pretty much a convention on the desert right. floor. Selling merch. Oh, another update. My mom texts me that she had another Siri incident while listening to our podcast. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Maybe. She said, listening to the podcast while working again today and Siri is at it again. Hmm. And remember, she has her headphones in. I think she has a spirit guide with her. That's one of your family members and is very excited about your podcast. At her office only? Sure. I don't know. I'm just making sure. Her office shit up. is also, very, it's a very old building. Ooh. And I f- want to say that stuff has happened there. Ooh. I'll ask her and fill you in next week. Okay. But that's what I'm leaning towards. Yeah. Maybe they don't like our podcast. <laughs> Maybe. But they can't hear it unless they're all like up in her earbuds. I don't know. I don't know. Stuff and things. Things and stuff. <laughs> you like that one today. I do. It's, you know, I've, I'm kind of out of it because we just came out of like TV mode and now we're into like audio mode and I've been like ridiculous amounts of hours spent editing because yeah. I made this stupid deadline for myself and I'm still falling short. I was supposed to, oh, yesterday, everything was supposed to be ready to send to Amazon. It's not. It's not. So all the good vibes, people, please send them all. (laughs) But we're really here to tell stories. Yes. Do you have a story? I do. And I I actually, I think I remember you going first last week. Okay. DJ Jimmy, can you verify? He's not. He's got this little mustache thing on. I'm not sure about just putting them out there. Yeah, it's almost like a, a 90s goatee. 
Yeah. Oh, so it's for work? Yeah. Okay. Four then times it's... a day, he's like, I just want to shave. Oh. I just want to shave. I mean, you're still ridiculously handsome, but that's a 90s goatee. Legit. We're going to have to, he's going to have to take a selfie and put it up on the Insta stories. Oh, no. Maybe just put one, like, from work. <laughs> that you money know. bags one you put up. Yeah. Hilarious. Definitely put that one up. So, yes, you go first. So, mine is a little middle ground between story and this is going to make it sound boring, but like informational. But it was, again, just one of those things that I personally felt that I didn't know enough about. Okay. And so I wanted to share with the podcast world. Share with the class. Do modern witches exist? Ooh. And can I give my vote before you start? Yeah, of course. Yes, I know some. Exactly. Go ahead. <laughs> That's what I was going to say is we personally know some people. We have some fans of the show. Mm-hmm. And again, just because I like to feel informed. Yeah. I was like, that's why I'm going to do this. Well, I'm sure I'll learn something to, as well. I am a witch wannabe, but it seems like a lot of work. You know. Yeah. Stuff and things. <laughs> so it's been over 400 years since the Salem Witch Trials. But the fascination and practice of witchcraft in its many forms has never gone away. It just went more underground. Since various forms of paganism were punishable by death, or at least exile in the Middle Ages, the traditions were mainly oral, just leaving no evidence of the practice. Which led to the mystery behind witchcraft, is that there's not a lot of like written... Like Christianity, you have the Bible. Like, with... This, because how often people are like getting killed and this, that, another, there's no evidence. So it's just kind of a big mystery. To this day, there is the wide held belief that the spirit world exists and can be accessed, if you will, by people. Although many, there are many different interpretations of what exactly that is. So witchcraft and paganism are often wrapped in a long held like jumble of misunderstanding and a lot of inaccuracies which i learned so paganism includes wicca druidism and shamanism neo-paganism is a contemporary set of beliefs that includes an anemonism sure uh pantheism and polytheism those are some words yeah there's a (laughs) There is a lot of diversity among belief systems, even with even within witches. Right, right. So the practitioners of these faiths maintain that they are not Satan worshippers, and that and that requires a pra- practitioner practitioner to believe in Christianity. Modern day witches, for the most part, are peaceful, law abiding citizens who respect nature and honor it with various practices. However, some individuals or groups are always hijacking those beliefs, warping them, and Surprise. making headlines all over the world, mm-hmm. kind of just making a bad name for witches in general. Of course. Some belief systems have even been accepted into the into mainstream of many countries. Wicca has actually emerged as more of a widely accepted practice and is recognized in many official capacities, which is cool. That is cool. Governments have gone from fully recognizing witchcraft as real and therefore dangerous, like they did, to just dismissing it altogether. In 1735, 
The Witchcraft Act was passed by Parliament and saw the end of several laws making witchcraft, witchcraft punishable by death. It also imposed fines or imprisonment on people who claimed to have magical powers. The act was repealed in 1951. Whatever. And then, oh, by the, that act was repealed in 1951 by the Fraudulent Mediums Act. And then that act was repealed in 2008. Hmm. Some believe that the origins of witchcraft began with the attempt at understanding women's health, such as menstrual cycles, pregnancy, and childbirth. Others believe that its origins... Stuff women should know. Right. <laughs> Others believe that its origins stem from the creation and mastery of fire. Even Julius Caesar had a keen interest in Druidism and the Celtic people. Really? Yeah. A revival in the belief of Wicca and witchcraft sprang up in the 1940s and has seen a steady growth since. Even in a modern world filled with technology, many believe that some things can be influenced. Influence. Wow. <laughs> Words are hard. I'm just going to start that sentence over. Even in a modern world filled with technology, many believe that things can be influenced by spiritual methods. Modern witch facts point to that nearly 400,000 years of history related to witchcraft and, and paganism, if you will. So, are witches real? Do they exist? I put together a list of just, like, little, like, bullet point facts that I was like, oh, because I had no, I literally couldn't figure out a way to, you know, meld them <laughs> into my story. So, um, but da 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 so there's a rule reading the District Court of Virginia declared in 1985 that Wicca is clearly a religion for First Amendment purposes. Members of the church sincerely adhere to a fairly complex set of doctrines relating to the spiritual aspects of their lives. And in doing so, they have ultimate concerns in the same way much followers are accepted for other religions. Okay. Their cer ceremonies and leadership structure their rather elaborate set of articulated doctrine, their belief in the concept of another world, and their broad concern for improving the quality of life for others give them at least some facial similarity to more widely recognized religions. Absolutely. So that's why they are. Um, some still do blood rituals. In 2015, news of a woman in Texas, along with three accomplices, holding a victim captive in order con to conduct a blood ritual. This story went crazy. Reportedly, the woman was held captive for three days in a San Antonio home, forced to ingest drugs and participate in a blood ritual. A spokesperson for the local sheriff's department said it was a form of witchcraft where they had cut their hair drew blood from, and drew blood from her. While most modern witches are peaceful and tolerant, this case goes to show that it seems to just be a bad seed. There can be a bad seed in any group of people. Literally. Which I, is I don't like, think they were real witches. No. Which <laughs> is like what I said earlier that yeah. unfortunately when you hear witch, the first thing you think of is, you know. Because it makes headlines when it's something like that. Exactly. So Pisses me know. off. Um, this is one that I found really interesting. Witches don't necessarily celebrate Halloween. So for Wiccans, it's a time to remember those who have died. Wiccans also use this time when the veil between the living and the dead is the weakest to communicate. That can mean simply honoring them with a the ritual or actually speaking to them. There's a witch, her name's 
and I'm so sorry. It's L U C Y A. Lucia. Lucia Stars says that she and her fellow witches have a very specific ritual. We put out, we put out all the lights except for a single candle and ask the departed loved ones to join us for the evening. Then sit in silence for a while and see if we get message messages from them. What we normally do in my coven is scry into a cauldron full of water. A bit like using a crystal ball, you just look for images in the water. Mm -hmm. They aren't clear images like you would see in a movie, more like shadows or ripples in the water. Usually what you see is rather vague and hard to interpret as well. The people we try to communicate with are our departed loved ones, which is kind of interesting. And I just never knew like the whole Halloween thing. I didn't either. At some point, we do have to investigate on Halloween, though, when the veil is supposed to be... The weakest. Yeah. Um, And and that's similar to, like, when they read tea leaves and things like that as well. So it's it's vague, and you interpret it the way you see. Exactly. I know a a little bit about witches, but not a lot. So, next, there are actually male witches... Not warlocks. I learned that recently. There are male witches. Witchcraft is not gender specific, and both men and women can be witches. Calling a male witch a warlock doesn't go over well. <laughs> in well, the now I know. <laughs> a warlock is a witch who has been exiled from its coven. Oh, witches do believe in good and bad forces, but not Satan. Some witches believe in a good and bad extra dimensional or intermediate beings if you will as someone or something can have a positive force they say can also have a negative force and not all witches believe in the mother goddess and the horned god but they agree about one thing the devil does not exist so other people i'm a fucking witch so other people (laughs) it says they're satan worshipers it's quite literally impossible as they don't so you just told me sabrina is a lie Damn it. Go ahead. I didn't say it. <laughs> this is, I, and I only have a couple more, but um, this is one that I found like really interesting. Techno witches and techno pagans are a thing. What? Tell me more. The techno witch is online and uses technology in his or her practice. Okay. Willow on Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh-huh. was a techno witch. So was Jenny Calendar. I've never watched Buffy. Please don't kill me. I do follow a witch on Instagram. He's the um, Oregon. Wood- I'll have to look that up. Continue. Um, really, that's it. Beyond that, I just found it interesting that they use technology in yeah. their practices. So another question. I was like, what do witches do in their covens? Like when there are actual covens, what do they do? And... I'm not going to call it church because I'm I'm not going to compare them. But right. the answer is as varied as beliefs and practices as a coven. But for that same woman I mentioned earlier, she says that her and her coven attend some or all of eight seasonal festivals all over Britain and gather on full moons. She says, like many witches, we all have a great sense of humor. You have to when you're a modern witch. To further explain... She says that witches love to have a good cackle. I have a group of friends who come round for what they call, quote, tea and cackling. The plan is generally to drink tea, eat cake, and do some divination, tarot reading, and the like 
but we always spend so much time laughing. That sounds I think like heaven. We are more like the witches out of Terry Pratchett's book rather than that of J.K. Rowling's. Oh, I love that. And I, I kind of, from what I understand, each coven just practices whatever they think fits them. Exactly. While following a certain set of, not rules, but, you know. Not strict rules, anyway. Yeah. So the person I follow on Instagram is Oregon underscore wood underscore witch. And he's amazing. And that's how I knew that male witches were witches. Everyone, he sells um, candles and things like that and tells you a little bit about spells and tries to dispel. Because right now being a, a witch is super trendy. You go to Urban Outfitters and there's yes. books on how to be a witch and things like that. And he's always trying to dispel yeah. the basic witches, if you will. And um, just a quick thing. If one of our listeners who fits in this category, if I said anything that wasn't quite accurate... Please email us oddityfilescrew at gmail.com and I will correct myself next week. But as we all know how the internet can be sometimes, not everything you read is totally accurate. So much with wanting to continue to learn, please let us know. Absolutely. Um, I did grab this book the last time I was at uh, the Oddities and Curiosities things in Indianapolis. And it's a book called The Complete Idiot's Guide to Wicca and Witchcraft. Have I opened it yet? No, it's a really big book with <laughs> all the freaking words. But I really do have a a legit interest in it. Um, like some of the things you were saying, I mean, sitting around doing divination and, and doing tarot cards. And I mean, the, all that shit is my jam. Maybe yeah. I am a witch and I just didn't know it. But don't tell my grandson I'm a witch because then he won't want to play with me anymore. <laughs> but that was great. Yeah. Like I said, it wasn't. I just couldn't decide what story I wanted to do. And then I was like, you know, we're getting into the it's the, the spooky season of of, you know, Halloween ish season. So I was like, OK, that's why, why I not? chose my story, because it's <laughs> it's it was this week was the first day of autumn. So Ugh. but it was cool that day. But now it's fucking hot again. So I'm over it. Anywho. So my story is called Cropsy. Have you ever heard of the urban legend Cropsy? I have not. I hadn't till this morning. So, <laughs> well, kids, it's officially spooky season with the first day of autumn come and gone. It's officially time for the rest of the world to embrace the weirdness that all of us weirdos celebrate 365 days a year. It's that time where everyone is up for a spooky story or two, either around the campfire or the water cooler. People are all about the supernatural. So in my quest to make sure all our weirdos are brimming with creepy stories to know when they're when the time does arise, I searched for urban legends that turned out to be true stories. Because I, I loved that Bunny Man story yeah, from so a couple cool. weeks ago, and I'm kind of obsessed with urban legends right now. Um, and, you know, all of you, my favorite murder listeners out there, Karen's been all about the fucking paranormal shit so i'm gonna be uh-huh. all about the fucking true crime today karen i love you i want to marry you anyway um <clears throat> so i searched for urban legends that turned out to be true especially the boogeyman mm-hmm. and i came across the horrifying story of cropsy and his story goes a little something like this the legend is pretty much your standard on staten island new york there was an abandoned children's asylum called willowbrook fact okay. It shut down in 1987. Fact. 
But as early as the 1960s, Willowbrook had a terrifying reputation to the residents of Staten Island, and the rumor of Cropsey tended to say that he was an escaped inmate or faculty member, you know, how the stories go, Mm -hmm. at Willowbrook, or sometimes even an escaped child who had grown up and had a thirst for blood. And this, kids, is the ultimate boogeyman story. In the urban legend, Cropsey would kidnap children and torture and then murder them. I mean, everybody told stories like like this. Behave yourself, stay close to home, do what mommy and daddy say, or the boogeyman will come and get you. Right. I mean, everybody had those stories. But this one had an air of truth. It was location-specific, a location that was real. And the school was legit real. And this was... So was this just creepypasta, urban legend, or an old wives' tale? Fuck no, it wasn't. You ready for this? Okay. The true crime story I'm about to tell you is beyond terrifying. I chose not to tell this one at a live podcast because I'm sure people would have seriously left the room. You've been warned, kids. This is a gruesome one. Cropsy is a is real life people, and his name is Andre Rand. He was born as Frank Rouchon, but his murderous lifestyle has left him immortalized as Cropsy. I cannot find the origin of the sure. name Cropsy. But it's just what's here. We are. Yep. Born on March 11th in 1944 in Manhattan, New York. Rand is considered to be the most notorious criminal Staten Island has ever known. I can't believe I've never heard of this. Rand's sister claims that neither of them were abused as children, but also states that their fathers died at their father died at a young age when Rand was only 14, and their mother was institutionalized soon after at Pilgrim Psychiatric Center in Brentwood, New York, and they would visit her often as teenagers. <clears throat> Rand would later go on to become a custodian, orderly, and physical therapist at Willowbrook State School in the mid-1960s. I guess it wasn't a surprise when it came out that Willowbrook was not doing a great job at screening out dangerous employees. Guess not. Yeah, it's like Freddy Krueger all over again. After he left Willowbrook, he had odd jobs, including his own sign painting business on Stanton Island and lived in rooming houses, shelters, and makeshift campsites on the Willowbrook grounds. Rand had a history of abducting and endangering children. On May 5th in 1969, he was arrested in the South Bronx for kidnapping and attempting to rape a nine-year-old girl. No. Yes. Pleading guilty to a lesser charge of sexual abuse... He served 16 months in prison. That pisses me off. Rand was working as a painter at South Beach, Stanton Island apartment houses when five-year-old Alice Perea vanished from one of the flats in 1972. Five-year-old Alice vanished after her brother had left her alone for just a moment. They were playing in the lobby of a building on the island Reports also suggest Alice may have been sighted in one of the parks. Rand was the prime suspect in this case due to his previous criminal record. Alice was never seen again. But there wasn't enough evidence to actually prosecute the crime. Nine years later, in July 1981, Rand was hauled in for questioning in the disappearance of seven-year-old Holly Hughes from Port Richmond. 
Holly did not return home after going to the store to get a bar of soap with her friend. Rand pulled up to Holly and her friend and pulled Holly into his Volkswagen and drove off with her. Whoa. It's like every horror story you hear as a child. So you're, so you don't wander away from your parents. It's fucking true. (sighs) Her parents filed a missing persons report and a search was issued. When questioned, several eyewitnesses reported seeing Holly with Rand. She was last seen with Rand and has not been seen again. And once more, he was released for lack of evidence. So that's four, three. How many times does it take for this guy to be seen with a missing fucking child? Later that same year, Rand offered a nine-year-old girl a lollipop and tried to entice her to ride in his Volkswagen. Classic. Don't take candy from strangers. Everything's real. When she refused his offer, Rand followed her to her home and searched for her while she hid under a rug. No charges were filed. A rug? In her home, I guess. This fucking guy. On January 9th, 1983, Rand drove to a Stanton Island YMCA, lured 11 children into his van. What? And set off on a five-hour jaunt into Newark, neglecting to ask parental permission. So he kidnapped these children. They spent the day eating hamburgers and watching planes land at Newark Airport. And while none of the children were harmed, Rand was arrested on charges of unlawful imprisonment, convicted in March, and sentenced to 10 months in jail. Whoa. So, you tie him back to all these little missing girls. And then he kidnaps 11 kids, brings them back unharmed, only gets 11 months. I think the scary part is the judicial system. Anywho. Okay, so, for fuck's sake, this is not only terrifying, but, I mean, it's ludicrous at this point. It wasn't until 87 that officials realized the scope of Rand's undoing. 12-year-old Jennifer Schweiger was reported missing July 9th, and a witness reported seeing Rand leading this innocent baby angel with Down syndrome away from her home by the hand. Jennifer was traced to the grounds of the the deserted Stanton Island Development Center, which is... God, I'm so stuck on these murders. What What was the place called? Willowbrook. So they trace her back to... That and blah, blah, blah. And this is where Rand had been living in makeshift tents for several years. Jeez. Her body was found underground after a 35-day search. While combing the area around Willowbrook State School, a particular spot caught the eye of a retired New York City firefighter, George Kramer. God bless George Kramer. He returned with the police. The entire nude body of Jennifer was unearthed from her shallow grave, and the remains were positively identified as those of Schweiger. Uh. Police searched the grounds for evidence and found one of Rand's makeshift campsites in the proximity, proximity of her grave. Rand was already arrested in connection with Jennifer's kidnapping because he had seen walking her uh-huh. away. Before and her, has a record. And all the record. Yeah. Uh, before 
her little body was even discovered. Once the body was found, Rand was charged in her murder in addition to the kidnapping charges. A, da, 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 da. So the it goes to trial. The jury could not come up with a verdict on murder charges. Are you fucking kidding me? This is, of course, before DNA right. and you know everything was blood types back then. Um, but he was convicted of first degree kidnapping in 1988 and was sentenced for 25 years okay. to life in prison. So finally, finally, some goddamn justice. Maybe there just wasn't enough evidence yeah, yeah, yeah. To, for the murder, but at least he was in prison. Um, and he would have been eligible for parole in 2008. In 2004, Rand was again brought to trial this time charged with the kidnapping of Holly Ann Hughes, which I had mentioned earlier, 23 years earlier. There is no statute of limitations in New York for first degree kidnapping like there is for murder and other gotcha. crimes. So he was sentenced to another consecutive 25 years to life in prison, and he will now not become eligible for parole until 2037 when he'll be 93 years old. Oh, good. Or hopefully he'll die before then. So in 2009, the documentary Cropsy was released. I have not seen it. I didn't have enough time. I will watch this documentary. Um, So it's been added to my list of things to watch as soon as I can find a way to watch it. It's not on Prime. um, And I think you can just buy it off their website. Boo hiss. It covers both the urban legend and the actual case of this dick face. Andre Rand. According to Wikipedia, the Cropsey documentary, some people along with detectives speculated that Rand may have been involved with Satanism, not witchcraft, Satanism, and provided the children to be sacrificed. Always the ties with Satanism. There was people who also thought that Rand was not alone in the commission of his crimes and maybe believed that he was passing the children around to his friends in the underground network of homeless and mentally disabled people living in the tunnel system of the former Willowbrook State School. Let's not. I just throw up my mouth a little bit. This motherfucker. Yeah. I can't. As quoted in the story by Heidi Evans from the New York Daily News in 2002, Rand states, and I quote, You know me and Bundy are alike in many ways. I mean, that's a confession, right? Who says that? This fucking guy. We both used Volkswagens. Bundy's thing was women. My thing is kids. (gasps) You think the police could... I am covered in goosebumps right now. I want to shoot him in the fucking head. Ah, are you kidding me? So kids be warned. Sometimes that scary bedtime story that you think is an urban legend is riddled with the truth, the scariest of truths. And this is why I fucking hate people. And I prefer to talk to ghosts. Oh my God. It's horrible, but it was that's so crazy. And just like the, um, the whole like not taking uh, candy from a stranger, whole don't get in a car with strangers. It's all him. It's all him. Stay with your brother. Don't walk away. Don't go to the park by yourself. I mean, all of the things. Exactly. And I just thought they were all just 
oh, you know, like, well, whatever, mom, you know, but this fucker was doing it all. All. So I can't wait to watch the documentary because I'm I'm curious if there was other evidence found that weren't covered in the bazillion stories exactly. I was able Always. to find on it because there are so many stories on it. My true crime junkie wants to know if there's DNA evidence they can now trace back. So probably the boogeyman is fucking real. Cropsy. Cropsy. Terrifying. Sorry, guys. That took a really no, it didn't. sick, twisted turn. But Oh, no. Yeah. There you go. Happy Halloween. <laughs> no, that was really good. Like, yeah. I liked it. And it, it's just creepy. And I'm sorry I get so emotional, but I fucking, I really fucking hate people. No, it's just creepy. It's like, so terrible. I mean, it's like every child, every parents, every uncles, every grandparents, worst fucking nightmare, nightmare. all in one fucking human being. Ugh. I have had a gnat taunting me this whole time. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. I just keep like swatting it. And I've tried to smash it like four times. I'm sure you'll hear me like smack this thing a couple <laughs> times because I'll be like. <laughs> so uh, we got an email. Listener story. We just got a letter. Oh, I'm going to get sued. Please, please. We just got a letter. Go ahead. Where did it go? It was literally just right in front of me. The bug, not the story. <laughs> um, so from Gina. And it's like a two part. So okay. we, we have one part that's. A little background. So like an introduction uh, introduction to Gina, if you will? Yes. Yes. So a little background. When I was three and a half back in 1964, my dad died of a heart attack. Oh. To this day, I remember that night like it happened yesterday. We moved from that house and city about six months later, maybe a year. I have many, many memories from that time until we moved. Nothing really scary, just certain smells and feelings of being watched. Around five to six years of age, so 65, 66, I remember my mom having a brunch with people over to our apartment. I had a brother and sister, and we all shared a room. But this night, my mom put me in her room. Anyway, my mom was always talking to my dead dad. She and her friends decided to play with a Ouija board. This night, burning incense, candles, and drinking adult stuff. I get that. I would. I heard laughing and then screaming, followed by my mom. Some man and her best friend, Sharon, bursting into the bedroom and barricading the door. Something came through the door and marked a big B on my mom's friend's face. What? I was crying and scared. I remember everyone leaving really quickly. The next few months, we had... Cupboard doors fly open. Uh, I don't think this is dad. Corningware lids. Oh, it's like an it's like before Tupperware when things were glass. Oh, children. Corningware lids fly from behind the the corningware and shattering on the other side of the kitchen. Then I remember living with my grandma for at least two years. She lived up the block from my mom's apartment. I was not allowed to go back there. Normal things happened while living with my grandma. Nothing was ever talked about. My grandma, though, was very protective over me. Not if sh- not sure if you want all this one email or in separate. Bad, disgusting things happened to us girls involving my grandma's husband. They got <laughs> divorced, and I went back to live with my mom in 1967. From fourth grade to sixth grade, life, I guess, was normal. I remember things that happened, but nothing was scary. 
I had told Marjorie my brother and sister were in the military when this next event happened, but my sister was still in high school. And for those, when she said, I told Marjorie, Marjorie and Gina are both in our Facebook fan group and they kind of bonded via that. So little background of the background. Gotcha. I didn't know when I was 10 to 12 that my mom was also a raging alcoholic. She got wasted one night. It was shortly after The Exorcist came out. I didn't see the movie, but my sister and her best friend had to tell me about it. So this night I was in my bedroom. My mom scared me, screaming in a voice that didn't sound like her. I came running out, and she started talking crazy in some weird language. What? When I asked her about it a few days later, she told me it was Sanskrit. Her eyes rolled back in her head. She was flailing like she was having a seizure, and I was freaking out. Oh, my fucking God. Screaming at her to stop. She sat completely up and started reciting a Bible verse, John's 3.14, and my mother was not religious. Then she passed out. I didn't sleep for many nights. I would sleep when she was at work. I was so angry at my brother and sister for not warning me that my mom was weird. This happened the summer between 7th and 8th grade, I think. Without looking up when the extras at theaters, I'm not really sure of my exact age. When my sister finally went into the Navy, we moved to an apartment. I was never home much until I was 16. Anything I could do not to be at home was good. My mom worked a lot as well, and I was a bit of a hellraiser. Funny, I never got caught. And when I did get caught for something, honestly, it was mostly innocent. When I was 16, my mom had given me a Valium to help with my cramps. This <laughs> I needed that, Mom. This particular day, she was home. I don't think it was a weekend. I was a junior in high school. She had me making her margaritas, a lot of them. Finally, the Valium started to hit me, so I went to bed. My mom broke down the door, waving her her German Luger. Oh, God, that's a gun, right? Oh, great. Waving her German Luger, I leaped up off the bed. She was crazy-eyed, telling me to lay in the bed... She had to kill me. I hit her across the face so hard with my fist, her glasses flew across the room. Her head didn't move. She was talking in a weird voice and language again. Somehow, I got around her and headed down the hall to get out. She had the front door open, but there were kids playing outside. I ran to her sliding door and got out, jumped the back fence, and ran to the neighbor's house. She unloaded the entire clip in the house. Four in my bed two in the hall wall, and two in the in the bed in the spare room. Oh, my God. When the cops came, it took four of them to get her on the floor and handcuff her. The police had no idea that she went after me. She sat in Sybil Brand Institute for a few days. We lived in Los Angeles County, and we never talked about that day. When I was 17 and graduated high school, I moved out to Colorado. And that's the end. Wow. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. And even, you know, you know, my thoughts on possession, I think nine times out of ten, it's mental illness. But when you can talk in different languages you didn't know before. Exactly. And recite Bible verses you don't know. That's a little fucked up. But also, like, that's just so scary for a a kid to experience. I, I cannot even imagine what Gina went through as a child. Also, what was 
telling her mom to kill her. Like I, I don't know. That's terrifying. I so if you go through the process of the story, she started with the Ouija board session, and then like what was it like every eight years her mother would just go right. batshit again. So maybe it it was possession from the Ouija board. I don't know. I don't know. Just weird. Insane. Thank that was not her father. And just a mixture of like all the alcohol and drugs. Yeah. Who knows? There could have been some hallucinating, completely unrelated to yeah. Satanism to any of that. Mm-mm. Completely unrelated. Unrelated. Yeah. But, but nonetheless, thank you for sharing. Yes, and Gina, I'm so glad you're still with us. So you yes. can tell us your story. Unbelievable. Insane. Just goes to say it kind of fits both stories. There are like exceptions to everything. Yes. Ouija boards don't always lead to trying to shoot your daughter in the face. No, no. And I was not saying that at all. I am a proponent for the Ouija board. And also with that, people are crazy. Like there are just crazy, terrible people in the world. There really are. But Gina, thank you so much for that story. I love listener stories so very much. It's just, it kind of gets you thinking about, you know, uh, things above and beyond our own little lives. You know what I'm saying? So if you have a story, again, we'd love to read it on the show or during one of our episodes. Go ahead and send it to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Or you can record an audio version of it and email it to us as well. That's something we've kind of been pushing for. And it's not just ghost stories or possession stories. If you've been abducted by aliens, if you've seen weird lights in the sky, you think you heard Bigfoot in the the woods last week, or, you know, just anything weird and that you wouldn't tell, you know, like your cube mate in the office, but you want to get it off your chest. We are your peoples. We are the weirdos. But guys, I cannot thank you all enough for everything for just listening and telling your friends about us and all the rate reviews and subscribes on all the apps and all the things you guys are the best and we appreciate the shit out of you yes we do continue to to share our stories just share our name if we're you know we're going to be a a lot of midwest locations coming up Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're going to be anywhere around there please come check out one of the live podcasts we'd love to see you guys meet you guys take photos with all of you. Um, yeah, we're just really happy to be doing this. Yeah, and when we do the live podcast, we usually ask for a listener story while we're there. Yeah. I think we've only had one episode where we didn't have somebody yeah. have a story. They all wanted to tell us Afterwards. after the mics were off. Um, but if you do do that, um, we, we usually bring along like a little sticker or something to give you for, for doing that. But we really hope to see you guys Again, keep spreading the word. You guys are fucking awesome. And I love this weird little community that we've created. But weird is the new cool. Goodbye. Ghost on.